Hi, and welcome to the Interference Podcast. We're your hosts, Duncan. And Siddharth. Um, and we discuss and, and disrupt. Today, about And today's Greece. topic is, yes, please. And Alex isn't here because he doesn't really know a, a ton with Greece, and also he's busy. So, yes. so I think it would be kind of poetic if we start with the beginning of Greece. I'll talk a little bit about, you know, how the, how the Greeks thought that Greece was started, and then you can do, and then you, and we can see how it was actually started. So, okay. so the Greeks thought, you know, at the beginning, there's this, um, there's this entity called a chaos, right? Um, and, and from chaos birthed, um, the two kind of celestial entities, um, Gaia and Uranus. Uranus being the sky and Gaia being the ground. Um, and I think it was from those two they gave birth to the Titans. Um, and the Titans were like the predecessors to the gods. Um, and then from the Titans, it, we got the gods, and then from the uh, gods, they birthed, um, you know, people of Greece. And, 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 and I want to brush up on a couple of gods that were birthed in ways other than from the Titans or other gods, mainly being Aphrodite, who, according to uh, Greek legend was born when Uranus, the sky, and his testicles were castrated, and when they fell into the sea, Aphrodite came out. So that's where Aphrodite came from. There are a couple other, you know, and then the, and then after the Titans gave, you know, birth to the to the gods, Zeus had to kill Kronos because Kronos was eating all of his children. And then after <laughs> Zeus did that, all the rest of them just, like, shot out of Kronos because he had eaten them all. So how is Greece, like, actually formed? Uh, well, firstly, about Aphrodite, I believe I learned the more child-friendly version, which she was simply born out of the foam of the sea. Uh, well, that's do you it. know what the um, foam of the sea was? <laughs> mm. uh, now I do. <clears throat> um, so... Yeah, about how ancient Greece was, uh, you know, colonized and started. Um, it was around the 8th century BC in that following the collapse of the, um, uh, I believe it's called a Mycenaean civilization. Mycenaean. I might be saying that wrong. Mycenaean yeah, Mycenaean. They were a very advanced civilization that inhabited, that inhabited the island of Crete, which is the, the largest island um, in the Greek uh, archipelago. Uh, but then they collapsed and went through these dark ages and then, you know, education was like lost and pretty much the entire alphabet was lost. So <clears throat> a, when the um, remainders, like when like the survivors pretty much of the island after the island had been like ravaged by wars and all of that, mm -hmm. after they went onto the mainland of Greece, they developed the, the, uh, the local language, which was the Phoenician alphabet. So then they modified that Phoenician alphabet to pretty much as a merger between, you know, the Mycenaean alphabet and the Phoenician one, and we get the Greek alphabet. And uh, 
from there, you know, pretty much uh, the, the greatness of Greece started. So that's how Greece was uh, founded according to history. I think someone said once that Mykenaean Greece was like the ancient Greece of ancient Greece. And, uh, and like all of like their like myths and legends happen in Mykenaean Greece. Yeah, because they, they used to yeah. be a very advanced uh, civilization. Uh, so, but, you know, then they collapsed. So before I start talking a little bit about some of like the uh, myths and legends I can recall from ancient Greece, do you have like any anecdotes of like wars or like stuff that happened during ancient Greece? Oh well, yeah, um, obviously you know there was the fi the uh, famous rivalry between Sparta and Athens, right? Yeah. Uh, you know Sparta was very militaristic based. Uh, uh, state and then you had Athens which was which was far weaker but had a, had a, like a really free economy and democracy so the big one at the end um, that pretty much just finalized like just the, the end of Greece was uh, had come was the uh, Peloponnesian War which raged over something like 30 years and three different phases you know they declared war on each other three time war you know it brought in uh because the athenians wanted to conquer all of greece by setting up uh colonies right that could yeah. gain, gain them a lot of money uh so then the spartans they didn't want to be colonized and then they went to everyone else and they're like hey do you guys want to be colonized and they're like no so as far as like okay join my alliance then athens pretty much had uh their like colonies and and athens made allies with other states and they said if you're our ally we won't colonize you so they're like okay cool mm -hmm. and then they went to war thing was though the athens had a navy and sparta didn't sparta was a very yeah. land-based uh state so then what happened was that um as as the story goes uh sparta pretty much marched over to what was called asia minor or current day turkey mm -hmm. they conquered turkey and then they sold it to um, the uh, Persian Empire, the first Persian Empire, yeah. which would end up being both a, uh, both a blessing and a curse. They got the amount of money they needed to make a navy. They made a navy and then they crushed the Athenian navy. But at the same time, they also gave the Persian Empire access right next door, which would come to bite them uh, later on. So Sparta destroyed uh, Athens finally after 30 years their walls they enslaved everyone and they were king but then the persians came and that's a whole nother story of you know the persian greek yeah. war then you had the um mighty uh battle with like you know leonidas and his 200 men so that is the big war that really um it, it signals the end of greece so there were other smaller wars such as um the one that is uh uh that's part of Greek legend about the, um, you know, the Trojan horse Trojan, and the uh, yeah, Trojan War. Yeah, I I, I forget um, what the city was called. Yeah, so Troy. Uh, Troy. Yeah, so then there was there was that uh, big war, um, and then they made a legend out of it because you know it was like uh, they'd been trying to win so hard and finally, after like you know twenty years they finally won so. Uh, there are many wars, but those are, I guess, two of the main ones. One of them being uh, that uh, literally legendary, and the other sort of uh, marking the end of Greece. Yeah, on the lines of like 
like you know like famous things i think one of the most famous legends and you know like myths of greek of you know greece is uh perseus and um medusa which i will briefly you know talk about but and and like and like i can't remember the complete thing but basically the context medusa was one of the gorgons and um she and Poseidon were kind of having like a fling, uh, and they were, you know, doing it up in one of Athena's temples. And then, you know, Athena didn't really like that, so she went down and like and cursed uh, Medusa to be like ugly with like the snakes and stuff. So you can still hear me, right? Mm-hmm. All right, I can see you. Yeah. Um, so basically, we can start this story off. There's a king, right? Um, yeah. the guy's name. So there's a king, and he had, and he, you know, he, he gets this, like, prophecy that he will one day be slain by one of his grandchildren, or his grandson. Yeah. And he oh, has a daughter. I've heard of this one before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, one of the biggest ones. And so he locks his daughter in, like, in like a cell underground in hopes that like you know no no one can get to her there um except except you know one being can and it's the being that usually sparks many of these myths of zeus because you know yeah he, 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 you know so zeus comes down he does his his zeus thing um mm-hmm. and from this we get perseus and a lot of people um who have read Looks like Percy Jackson will probably think that the actual Perseus was the son of Poseidon, but he was not. He was the son of Zeus, um, and you know, and, and he was going on like you know a lot of adventures. He he slayed the Medusa, and then he sa- I think he saved uh, Andromeda from this like mm-hmm. big sea monster. And then you might be wondering about what happened with that whole prophecy thing that he was going to slay his. You know the guy, but basically, uh, later on in life, he was at a discus tournament and he was participating. And then the mm-hmm. king was up there, and um, he accidentally pegged the king in the head, and the king died. <laughs> so, so that was kind of you know, anticlimactic. Um, and yeah. I'll tell another quick myth here. It's not like yeah. as big as like Perseus, and you know. Um, well, I can tell a couple. Um, and this one is about uh, Psyche and Eros. Eros being the god of love. He's kind of, uh, well, well kind of like the god of love. Um, Aphrodite is the god of beauty, and Eros is her son. So, so, so there's this woman named Psyche, right? And, you know, she mm-hmm. lives in this town. And Psyche is, like, incredibly beautiful to the point where um, the village folk start to worship her instead of Aphrodite, which, you know, understandably, Aphrodite doesn't like that. Um, mm-hmm. And to make it matters worse, Eros, her son, has taken a liking Psyche, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and, you know, and they're hanging out. So, in order to get, you know, Eros away from Psyche, Aphrodite uh, locks him up in, in, you know, a cage. A lot of people lock people up in cages in Greek myths, mm-hmm. um, and and then what Psyche has to do 
to get him back. And, and there's like a lot of complex, you know, like storytelling stuff that happens during this, but I kind of forget the plot. But basically, she has to go through all of these trials that uh, that after an idea set out, essentially trying to kill her um, in as many ways as possible. Uh, but she, you know, but, but she gets there and then is able to free um, Eros. And then I think some other god, it might have been Zeus, uh, turned Psyche into a god. And it's kind of like, and, it, and, it, and that myth kind of represents, um, you know, the mirror of you know, humanity, you know, the psyche and mm -hmm. love and the heart. Uh, and I'll tell another quick one, and then you can talk a little bit more about some history with it. Um, and, so this one is about, uh, I think it's Daedalus, the guy who made the King Minos, the, um, the labyrinth that had his minotaur in it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's a really famous one. Yeah. Uh, what was his son's name? I think it was Theseus. The the Theseus? Yeah. No, I think Theseus was another one. Here, I'll look it up. I believe Theseus. I believe Theseus the, was um, the um, man who went to uh, kill the Minotaur and yeah. save the um, yeah. Athenians. Yeah, I'm, talk I'm, doing a, I'm talking about a different myth. So, who is the guy who is shooting too, too close to the sun? And, and this is a pretty quick one. Okay, I, uh, Icarus. He is the he's the son of, of ah. uh, Daedalus. So, ba so basically, oh yeah, so this one. So after uh, Daedalus, you know, and his son Icarus were, you know, they made the labyrinth, but King Minos didn't want anyone to know how the labyrinth worked because you know mm -hmm. then they could use it to their own benefit and kill the Minotaur. Um, so they were so. They were locked up in a tower, um, and you know, and Daedalus and Icarus. Well, it was Daedalus who invented them. Made these wings made of uh, wax and something else, and and he warned Icarus, "Hey, while we're flying, if you go too low, you're gonna reach water, and you know you're not gonna be able to fly anymore. You know, and you're gonna drown. But if you go too high." the wax is going to melt and you're going to fall and drown and die. Um, and so they're flying, and except Icarus does not heed the warning because Icarus is impulsive. So Icarus, he flies too, he flies too far up and, you know, wings melt, yada, 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 falls into the sea, drowns. Um, Dedalius thinks, oh, what did I do to deserve this child? Um, and that myth, you know, it, it kind of, you know, it's kind of about, you know, like hope, you know, if you don't have enough hope, you know, you're not going to be able to fly. But if you have too much hope, you know, that's too much expectations, and you're going to you know, crash and burn. So those are some Greek myths. I can tell more later if we have time. So do you have any more, more like anecdotes on, you know, how, you know, Greece was formed, you know, the dynamics between the, Cities and city states. Got filling space. You're cutting out. Do, 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 do. What's happened? Oh, are you joining? Uh, 
Okay, okay, uh, I can hear you So, do you have any more anecdotes yeah. on the history of boots? Yeah, so, you know, especially after the uh, Peloponnesian War, you had the big invasion of, of Persia into Greece, right? Mm-hmm. They invaded something like three times. Uh, and now, you really have to respect the size of the Persian Empire. Believe this was the um, the second Persian Empire. Um, so this was uh, the the uh, Archimedes, I think, Archimedes, something like that. Archimedes. Um, it's it, it's something with like you know the Archimede Empire of because then the mm-hmm. second one was the, was the Sassanid. So um, yeah, so this one uh, they were. Um, they obviously had gotten very big, and then they just bought uh, this massive the Turkey, and they pretty much just got all of modern day Turkey for free. Yeah, and they were they expanded, you know, obviously, um, uh, from all, from as far west as Turkey to as far east as, um, uh, you know, uh, Pakistan, that sort of area, modern yeah. day. So they were quite a big and powerful empire, and you know, if you look at the size of Greece, I mean, Greece is a very small state. Um, so when the Persians invaded Greece with the intention of going on to invade Europe, the Greeks were put into a hard position. So, um, then of course you have the, you know, the Spartans and the Athenians or what was left of the Athenians and pretty much everyone banding together to try and defend them. And, uh, um, you know, then like even like parts of Italy got involved, like, uh, Sicily, Sicily was like part of the Athenian Empire at one point, both now controlled by Sparta. So uh, some Italian allies came in. And then, you know, you had some famous battles, like the Battle of Thermopylae, which lasted over three days, which eventually ended up in the Persians winning. But, you know, like Leonidas and his 200 Spartans, after yeah. uh, the other 6,000 troops had um, retreated, they, like, fended off the Persians for a full day until they were overrun. Um that even they were able to push away the Persians and the Persians retreated, unable to go, uh, unable to invade. Um, and but this obviously the Greeks had just fought pretty much a civil war, right? Yeah. Uh, they had fought in the Peloponnesian War. Now they were just invaded by literally the largest and most powerful empire um, uh, 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 of the earth at the time. Um, so after that, you then had Alexander the Great of Macedonia. Um, obviously, you know, he was a legend. He came down and he invaded Greece, um, and Greece fell pretty quickly. Um, and then he went on and killed off the Persians. So that's sort of like post-Greek. Um, before yeah. that, of course, you had like the, like the Golden Age of Greece, which happened in Athens under like a Peric- uh, Pericles. And it's Pericles. like, you know, democracy was trans... Yeah, yeah. Pericles, I believe. And it's like, you know, democracy was transformed and, you know, um, the uh, Pantheon or the Parthenon. Parthenon. Parthenon is, is like, you know, the gods. Whereas, um, you know, others, they, they weren't doing as great. So that, and, you know, even now today, Athens is the capital city of Greece. Uh, yeah. And current day, uh, Greece is doing, uh, they're doing okay, you know, um, they were on the brink of war with actually Turkey recently over um over uh Greece was sending Muslims back to Turkey and Turkey was sending um Christians back to Greece and then you know um Greek forces invaded 
a mosque and turned into a church. And then Turkish mm-hmm. forces were invading churches and turning them into mosques. And it was like, you know, like stop sending me, you know, your people uh, and stop destroying this religion because uh, Greece's state religion is Christianity and Turkey's state religion is Islam. So mm-hmm. they were on the brink of war, but that's the like current day. And that's just a little bit about Greece. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. that's, I guess, uh, the, the major highlights. There's an interesting history behind, you know, the gods and how they got to there, and you know mm-hmm. how they got to Greece because, you know, and, and like if we're talking, you know, like uh, Sparta and Athens, they they both worshipped a god of war, um, Athena and mm-hmm. Ares. Ares being the more like militaristic, you know, fight slash slash, you know, mm-hmm. kind of war, and you know Athena being more of like battle tactics. Uh, and those yeah. and and those and like most of like the Greek gods originated around cults. Um, Ares had a cult, and but one of the most interesting gods of how the other was um, Dionysus, the god of wine, because uh, because Dion because because like the, the the cult of Dionysus originated like even before Mycenaean Greece. So, mm-hmm. and, and it, it kind of centered around, you know, when they would like crush up, you know, grapes and, you know, you know, like alcohol, when they would drink it, they didn't understand what being drunk meant, is basically mm-hmm. what it was. So, essentially, what they thought was happening is that they were channeling the power of the gods mm-hmm. when yeah. they were drunk, you know, and they were... You know they they were channeling the power of Dionysus and Dionys and Dionysus was not was not actually his uh, first name you know that he had there were he had many names uh, and he kind of morphed and and like the original Dionysus was more of like a um, a wood a woods god you know which oh really which which did kind of translate you know he can and um. And then he kind of morphed a little bit. He got kind of like spunky is the best way to put it. Then he got to the the um, kind of the one that he was in um, in you know I, I would say modern day Greece, but it's not the Greece that we know and love from history. Or where and then in, and his actual origins like um, origins in you know myth is that. Is that um, you know Zeus got you know like he does he did you know and then uh, um, Hera, the, Hera never really likes any of Zeus's children because you know yeah. because she is the goddess of family and her husband is always having flings with mortals so you yeah. know so she um, actually so she tricks the mother of Dionysus um, into asking um zeus to show her his like his like true form um um and zeus shows her his true form and you know she immediately dies and then there's just baby dionysus on the ground and he's like oh my god what do i do so he like quickly goes and like sews him into his leg and then and then Dionysus grows there for the rest of his babyhood, and then like bursts out of his leg, um, and that's, that's how Dionysus. And and then he kind of like drifts off from the rest of the pantheon. Um, he was 
Yeah, he's often he's often what described as kind of you know he was he looked younger, um, mm-hmm. and so you know a couple times he would get like abducted by like sailors for some not entirely good means because uh, that's how Greece was, but um, and then and there are a couple other guys that have interesting origins like um, like a. Aphrodite, who not only has interesting origins, you know, mythologically speaking, but she was kind of adapted by from like a lot of like different civilizations. She was at, Aphrodite was actually originally a war goddess, and and she oh kinda, really yeah, and she kind of slowly morphed into the uh, the goddess of beauty and such. Um. Well, and yeah, I, it's a good thing you bring up, you know, the gods of Olympus and all that, because um, another thing was that Olympia was an actual city-state in, in Greece. Mm-hmm. And while um, it's not as famous as Sparta or Athens, it is considered to be like the the ancient Greece, like religious. Um, it's pretty much, you know, where uh, all the Greeks would, would go for p- pilgrimage, uh, um, mm-hmm. the pilgrimage place. So, you know, they would go and they would go to like the so-called Mount Olympus that's there. Um, and then, and they would, and it was uh, there as a, uh, very popular travel site, you know, yeah. um, for religious Greeks. Um, so yeah, that, that's just another bit that I remembered about, um, Olympia and all of that. Another, and then, you know, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I was just going to say that, um, the, the, from Olympia was where um a lot of the things that influenced Greece and then the Romans and then us today is that you know it's considered where the Phoenician alphabet was made mm-hmm. it was it's considered um where the you know where the writing was first made and because when you think of it if it's their religious site they're going to live there and then they're going to develop all these technologies right yeah so um when the Romans went there, you know, like one general was, uh, this is paraphrasing the quote, of course, but he was sort of like, you know, um, like the beauty of, um, the mountain, like, uh, reached into the heavens or something. Uh, and you also have a lot of other, I don't know if you've heard of this legend, but there's something called the tower of, of bell. I believe it's called. I Yeah. I don't know if it's a Christian or something. I know that it's in Christianity in some way. It's like, you know, like the legends of like these kings that tried to literally build stairs to heaven mm-hmm. around these mountains. And it, and it originated from that Roman general who's like, you know, like the, 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 this, uh, the mountain reached into the heavens and, you know, um, I wish to climb the stairs to the gods. And it's, it's, uh, Greece was just overall very influential, uh, um, uh, place so back to you I guess about your uh, mythology yeah. with like and, and if we're talking about you know like Christianity and stuff um, I want to quickly touch on Hades because Hades is interesting Hades because mm-hmm. Hades you know and a lot of people when they're picturing what Hades is they will, well first of all Hades is a god but also a place you know uh, but when people picture Hades they I think that a lot of times people kind of picture you know like hell you know burning and stuff mm-hmm. but but in reality uh, yeah, the river hades, sticks yeah river sticks but in reality hades was where everyone would, would be going you know 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 you know, when there weren't like, oh, like a lot of like the monsters, you know, were there. Um, the River Styx is there. And then I think it's, there are like several fields. Um, I think it's like the Apostle Fields is another one. And there's and and you basically you either go to, you know, a, a place where it's just kind of you know fields forever. Um, you go to a place where it's like it's really bad, or you go to like mm-hmm. the really good one. And then there's also if you're going back to like the origins, there's um, like the Pythagoras where. Um, Remains of Kronos. I don't know if that's actually like in the mythology. They do in Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson's, you know, also not very accurate mm-hmm. towards, you know, what you know the actual myths were like. Um, yeah, yeah, and you know that that my brother reads it, and then you know he always thinks, uh, oh, you're playing such a professional in Greek mythology, and then I'm like, nope. Well, no. There was a time when, you know, I had known a lot about Greek mythology and all that. That was especially during our school's Greek unit. I read a lot about Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, when I when I remember researching it, I don't... I'm pretty sure that's not how that went, or that's not how that went. Or yeah. no, you're getting those two swaps. Um, and, you know, so obviously the books and the movies will always make it so they are uh, better at that, to, yeah. to watch or read. Yeah, so it makes it a bit more, you know, exciting. But... Like, like in, in in reality, like, because um, in Percy Jackson, when like Percy slays, uh, you know, Medusa, it's like it's all like dramatic and stuff. But in like, but in like actual legend, the way that Perseus kills Medusa is he waits until she's asleep, sneaks into her cave, and chops her head off. That's it. You know, there's no like epic battle and stuff. Um, there's uh and going back to you know like history and stuff with Greece, they they invented a lot of things, you know, like government systems and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell more about that, you know? Like how how has Greece like influenced us today? Um, well obviously uh they they were where democracy began, right? Yeah. Um they had they had a direct democracy in which the people would vote on a lot of the issues so you you literally have entire buildings made to hold 10,000 people of of one mm. village or city and then yeah and then you know they would all go and they'd vote and then they'd argue and uh what Pericles did was he said no how about we make a representative democracy which is what the Romans have and what we have except their representative democracy was a little bit different for example um the people would vote on their leaders, and then they would trust their leaders to then vote on the right decisions. That way, you go from hundreds of thousands of people all gathered into like these um, auditoriums and arguing to you know civilized people who knew what they were doing, yeah. uh, and you know would then be able to vote on on the issues that uh, would best suit the country um, or the city state. Mm-hmm. Um, then you, well, how that has influenced today is that let's just take America as an example because Rome is a complicated example. You know, they went yeah. through so many governments. It's yeah, like Rome's democracy, then emperors, and then civil wars, and oh no, now generals are ruling. Like, pick one. Like, who is ruling? Yeah, who is um, 
So um, in America, we, we do have a representative democracy, but it's a bit different in that, you know, you have the electoral college. So the people don't actually vote on the most important man of, or woman of the nation, who is, which is the, the president, right? Um, yeah. The uh, Republicans and Democrats and all that vote. So obviously there has been a uh, backlash in that um, you know why don't the why don't the uh, the people vote on uh, the the president? Um, and what you pretty much have to do is you you have to vote for the senator and trust that the senator votes for the president you want. Yeah. Um. So, but in in ancient Greece and you know when Rome had democracy at times it'd be that the people voted also voted directly onto the uh, to the president so it's in, the government itself has influenced us in a lot of ways in that it, it's really shaped democracy and it prevented uh, sort of tried to prevent any corruption from happening of course they weren't perfect but um, they it does model a law after what we did um, and you know then the language as well the Greco-Latin uh, alphabet, right, which was yeah. in turn influenced by Sanskrit. Like you, you, you got all like the Latin languages, you know, like like French and uh, Romanian, Italian, you know, the all Latin. these like so-called romance, yeah. romance languages, yeah. right? That influenced a lot of uh, of Europe. Um, Rome itself, pretty much, they didn't really have a central culture, and then they. Uh, looked at Greece and they were inspired by, you know, like, like the mountains and all of that. And they, they pretty much took their, they, they, uh, were drew on that, right? They drew on mm. the Greeks and the Greeks themselves actually didn't make that big of a direct impact. A lot of that was, was indirect and channeled through the Romans, mm. but nonetheless, it was a great civilization. If you look up like ancient wonders of the world, you'll see that like, you know, a lot of them, like, something like three out of the seven of them are all from Greece because they would build these massive temples in the God's honor. And like thinking and, uh, about, you know, like, about like uh, Greece's impact on us, but, but, mm -hmm. but like if we take the, you know, like us, you know, in school, you know, we're still like learning about like Greece, you know, like in math, a lot of math is inspired, but you know, like, like, you know, philosophers and you know, mathematicians in, in Greece and other places around there um, and like in terms of like literature it, you know mm -hmm. just like with, like you know like with the myths they kind of uh, and, and while a lot of the myths were you know they, they were passed down by like spoken word um, when I started you know like writing them down like you know and, and they still kind of stand um, they stand up today and, and, like, also, you know, like, in terms of, like, the fact that, like, a lot of, you know, like, Greek myths and stuff are, you know, like, they're supposed to be teaching you lessons, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, like, I was talking They're not there early. for the fun of it. And, yeah, they're not there for the fun of it. And they're also, and, and, and it's kind of like, you know, they, they did, they worshipped, you know, their gods. But instead of, like, you know, like, saying that, you know, like, all of these, like, myths and legends were, like, true... They're, they're, they're kind of like uh, fan fiction almost. They're kind of, they're like they're writing tales that include all of these like characters that are all like you know they're well established, um, and they're using mm -hmm. them to try to you know like teach people you know lessons you know like you know, don't like don't fly too close to the sun and you know and mm -hmm. and like we're still learning from them today. 
Yeah. A lot of uh, so. Yeah. Um. So the the there there is a lot. But yeah, the the myth, the myths were made. Uh, to teach people, and they and they were made for you know um, education and all of that. Um, and so the the effects of the Greeks are still felt today. So that's pretty much what I have on the history of Greece. I'm trying to wrap my brain for anything. Yeah, see if you can think of anything else to chat about. Um. Oh yes, there was a, there was actually a pretty big war um between. Uh, that that's still actually felt today, you know. Obviously, mm -hmm. the war isn't still going on today, um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. the the overall essence of like you know historically was this part of Greece or is this part of Turkey, and that is the uh, island of Cyprus. It is an island nation, but mm -hmm. uh, the thing is that you know in ancient Greece, the Athenian Empire invaded Cyprus, um, and you know then there was like a big war, and the Athenians were uh, weakened. Right, and then like mm. then the Cyp then the Cyprusians, I don't know what their nationality mm. term is, but yeah, Cyprians or something like that. They then invaded Crete, and then there was another big uh war, and you know there was just um it, it was just w wasn't really good. Um, that's kind of like is it Puerto Rico? Yeah, sort of like what America and Spain did over Puerto Rico. Now Puerto mm. Rico is sort of like balances in the rest of like, should it be a state, should it not be a state, should we, do we even have the right to colonize them, yeah. stuff like that. So then, you know, then Turkey got involved in ancient Greece and today actually, um, you know, a few decades ago, Turkey invaded Cyprus, but they only got the top half of the island, you know, they weren't able to conquer all of it. Yeah. So then there's like a disputed country that's supposedly called like Northern Cyprus. Um, and because, you know, like half of it is like to Turkey. Um, and then Turkey said that, oh, this is an independent nation now that is a protectorate of Turkey. So it's, it, it was historical in that, you know, um, still today, you know, Turkey and Greece are fighting over who owns Cyprus. And poor Cyprus is just like, I just want to be alone. Yeah, I just want to be my thing. Stop, yeah, stop fighting over me. So that's all I have. Um, yeah, I don't think I have much more either. Do you want to wrap it up? Um, sure. You know, we, we are, uh, right. I guess, nearing the 40 to 50 minute yeah. mark. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're uh, like 40 minutes. Thank you for watching. Uh, and this has been the Interference Podcast. We hope that you listen again. Goodbye.